It is our to the game, the game after work. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G, Travion Berkland wearing his New York City upside down MTV logo hoodie. We'll get to this Jerome Tang audio here in just a moment. I'll bounce about 535-ish to go to Manhattan High, but Troy will take over at that time with a number two song of the day. They ask us anything. I just want to say I'm glad that the gang is here this week. Yeah, I was telling Trey last week, like I just cannot get a break with, like especially the Thursday shows. I can't get the full gang here for Mitch in Vegas and making picks, and you guys are making your picks remotely, and I'm just like it's not the same. Well, this week we're gonna have full crew. Full Mitch in Vegas. Until Troy has another dentist appointment that pops up. No, next one's on a Monday, so. Nice. That works. I go, give me everything you got on Mondays. I go, they, I am not allowed in there. So anything on Thursdays, can't do it. No vacations planned? None. DG? Travion, Travion, what's your next concert? Where are you going next? Uh, th- my next paid for concert is Metallica next month. In St. Louis. Oh, it's at where the Rams used to play. I believe so. Wow, big, st- big stadium show. So, um, Raymond James Stadium is that? Or... I gotta look it up. I feel like it's called like Enterprise something. Oh yeah, well yeah, because they it's in St. Louis. Yeah, 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 yeah. They it's like you, the World's Fair of America yeah. Dome or something. I don't Some, know. They changed hands. Center of America Dome. Yeah, it's yeah. wow. That's cool. Metal. Have you seen Metallica before? No, first Ooh. time. I've seen them. And yeah. Pantera Three years will ago. be opening for. Oh wow. Van, Pantera and um, well, Wolfga- Pantera. Wolfgang Van Halen will be opening as well. Ooh. Oh my God. You know, uh, speaking of Wolfgang Van Halen, I was actually telling DG about this off air yesterday. A big fan of Wolfgang Van Halen and his music is Treshawn Ward. Really? He likes himself some rock and roll music. Nice. I like that, man. And he's, he's like, Wolfgang something? I about dropped my phone when he said like, that. I was like, Mozart? No, I rock get a lo- and roll, fool. I get a lot of the same answers sometimes in that Meet the Wildcats stuff. So I'm trying to really yeah. mix up the questions. And then he's like, well... And this will air later on in the season for Powercat Game Day, but he's like, I was asking for music guilty pleasures, and he gave me some basic stuff, like I think Taylor Swift was mentioned or whatever. And he was like, you know, I, I, I like some rock music too. I was like, well, I'm on a rock station. I need to know who you like specifically. <laughs> and he's like, Wolfgang. I was like, Wolfgang Van Halen? Yes. Nice. Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen. I like those dudes. I was like, yes, I, we're, we're cool. We're, he, we like, we could be buds for he's sure. He's at the age where – the name Van Halen probably means nothing. nothing. Yeah. And I will say, I liked Gosh. that Mammoth, that album. I liked, like, all the songs that we play on K-Rock and stuff. I thought it was fine. I, I really liked it. He's a super-duper talented kid, man. To play all the instruments and stuff, that's that's crazy, man. How tough is it for you guys to, like, when we get to this overlap season, like, try to fully transition into a lot of basketball? <sighs> Because, I mean, we're, we're getting close. We're less than three weeks away. It's not all that hard for me because I lived it. <laughs> I mean, no, honestly, yeah. honestly it, I, I literally was running headlong everywhere to, to try and balance a schedule. You know, it was made. That's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. You're like, well, I've got to do it. <laughs> I don't have a choice. Right. Uh, um, I really got into. I got fired up today when I saw the misspelled coach's name, Jerome oh, Tong. Boy. Jerome Tong, 
And I go, all right, dang it. I'm fired up now. I'm ready. At least I got the camera on the right guy. That's true. That's true. Very true. <laughs> let's hear from uh, Jerome Tang. Got a lot of clips to play here. Uh, let's get to something that was really fun to hear about. I didn't cut it down or anything. I kept the full story in there of Coach Tang talking about his recent trip to Boulder and meeting up with Coach Prime, Deion Sanders. He'll break down exactly why and how he got there and why he was there. I've known Ray Forsett, who's Dion's chief of staff, for a very long time. And uh, I knew him as a high school coach. We recruited one of his players, Isaiah Austin, and uh, played for us at Baylor. And so I have a long relationship with him, his dad, Pops, and Justin, his brother, and uh, Ray and Dion have worked together for years. And um, then uh, I learned about Constance, who's, who runs Smack, and I, I wanted to learn more. I wanted to, to expand uh, what I was doing because there, there's a fine line between going from good to great and I thought we were good and but I want to be great and I want to be around great people and Ray opened the opportunity for me to be able to meet with uh, Dion find out roster management staff management things like that from him and then uh, with Constance about how to take our brand the K-State brand and uh, not just make it national because it already is but make it global and because uh, I believe that I'm in the best place in the world and we can win national championships and compete for national championships every year. And so, you know, I want to do my part to put us in that position. Once again, that's Jerome Tang talking about him meeting up, why he met up with Deion Sanders and his crew. A couple of thoughts here. First of all, um, it's probably the nicest somebody in Boulder has been to somebody in to K-State <laughs> in 30 years. <laughs> You ain't wrong. I feel like a peace treaty was signed. For sure, dude. Wow. That's a that you're a dead on. But you want to talk about two personalities just that just make sense uh-huh. to clash and would get along and have a great time. And if you saw the videos, I mean, at the end of the meeting, he Deion Sanders had somebody hand out the sunglasses that yeah. he is a part of, like blenders, I think Blender, are what they're called. Yeah. And when I looked him up, I mean, they're gold sunglasses. He wore them to media day today. Even some of the media put them on. Uh, they weren't as expensive as I thought they would be. Yeah, yeah. They're like $67, I think, is the price, not including tax. If you're a sunglasses person, they're they're up there, but not as, as expensive as they can get. And blenders, I like blenders. I think I've had a few pairs of those. But really? Yeah. I've never heard of them until Deion Sanders <clears throat> started promoting them. My favorite ones in the whole world, I lost them in the ocean. Really upset, but you uh, lost a lot. Was this that Miami trip? Yeah, dude. you lost a lot of stuff on that trip a cell phone, Something sunglasses, stolen, and then the sunglasses in the somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, and then my <laughs> dignity. <laughs> yeah, I'm walking out around sunglasslessness, and I got no phone. I'm all just walking around like an idiot, all I mean, sunburnt. You, Christ, you'd think it was Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> you lost everything. Where'd you go, <laughs> Miami? <laughs> Sarah, you found me. You had a bus stop sleeping. Yeah, I, go, I got like a newspaper, you know, for a, a sheet. And she's like, "What are you doing? You just lost your. <laughs> Come on, man! I lost everything." God, I do. I really do think though. Like Jerome Tang seems like the kind of guy that you would randomly see come out with like a boxer. Like you remember when Floyd Mayweather <laughs> used to bring out random yeah, people with him? Right? Yeah. Jerome Tang would be like the guy with him, just some random cool person. Like Jerome Tang is cool to be around. Didn't Mark Wahlberg like randomly walk out with somebody recently? 
so he's a big time, big time boxing guy. So yeah, I think I can't remember who it was. I know like um, may have been Floyd Mayweather. I'm not sure. Um, he, I know he's come out with other people because um, he's a huge boxing guy. But Floyd Mayweather one time came out with Burger King, the King, and then uh, Justin Bieber was in yeah, his corner. I remember for some Bieber. Reason. Yep. And so they said that um, that was the was that the. Uh, was that the Pacquiao fight? I do believe that was the Manny Pacquiao yeah. fight because he, he he got paid a million bucks to have the Burger King come out with him. Like I thought you would have to pay a million bucks to have the Burger King. Come on, man! But he would be Jerome Tang would be part of that crew, that weird crew. Like yeah, bring let's go. He's so and I'm so happy he's our coach, man. Yeah, like, that's awesome. Now. You might remember a few weeks ago, Drum Tang was at a Chiefs game. He got to be the honorary, I still don't know what they call him, but the, the drum banger, I don't know. The honorary Neil Peart uh, for the Chiefs uh, in a previous game, and uh, he was asked about it, and here was uh, Coach's response. The Thursday night home game before that, that was my very first NFL game that I had ever been to in my life. One of my assistants, Bailey, told me about the drum, the guy on the drum, and I had no clue. And then, you know, a week later, I get a call to do it, and I thought it was a huge honor to do something to bring a fan base together. I have since learned that there are some people that may not have been as excited about that, and sometimes we do things for one reason, and it can be construed as something else. So it was never meant to offend anyone but to bring a fan base together, and I considered it an honor for the reason why they asked me. Moving forward, I I think I'll educate myself a little bit more on everything before making certain decisions. And I think this whole thing got really blown up way more than it needed to be. I know some people released some articles about it, and maybe some K-State fans that didn't necessarily read the article understood what it was all about, consider it clickbait, like people were attacking Jerome Tang or or maybe even vice versa, that Jerome Tang was not supportive of, I don't know. It kind of got out of hand. But Jerome Tang was also asked about it more further in the breakout session. I've heard from some students and leadership uh, on campus and got to meet with them and they shared their point of view and uh, I, I consider myself to be very coachable and I never want to do anything to offend anybody. Now you can't make everybody happy, but if there's, um, if there's a way that um, me educating myself can help them help move the cause forward in whatever direction, I, I want to be a part of that. Okay, so you know my thought there is in a couple, you know, there's nothing wrong with somebody that is a part of a minority group offended about the way their imagery has been displayed, Mm -hmm. especially when it's an organization using Native American imagery to, in a way, pay tribute to a white guy, okay? Uh, And and nobody has, uh, everybody has the right to, you know, speak their opinions about those kind of things. I respected Drum Tang's answer to that. And be even though it, it, it probably wasn't a whole lot of people, maybe a few people spoke out about it. The cool thing about that is he he listened, uh-huh. and not enough people listen mm-hmm. to their side of the story. Mm-hmm. He listens, he learns something, and he, he I'm sure you know, feels that he's a better person after that. I will admit that one of the things that surprised me in moving back has been how low key conversations are, or even off off the radar, even conversations are about the fact that they still do the chop. And the fact that they do the chop with the drum ceremony, I had a feeling that there were going to be some people that got offended at that. 
when it took place. The only thing is, you just with other people on the drums, I, I hadn't really ever seen anybody or like articles, media reporting on people being offended about the drum part of it or mm-hmm. pe- other people mm-hmm. that were a part of it speak out or anybody attack them for doing it. This is actually the first I've heard of it. And maybe just because it's a K-State person. Right. Maybe that's just the only reason I'm hearing about it. And it was asked about it at a very public event. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I remember in the 90s when the chop became a thing and how that was a real conversation item. And the nickname was much more blown up of a fight those things have all quieted for sure over the last 20 years for sure and i think that that's part of what is catching some people off guard here they're not used to that conversation being had right right they're not used to that being anything that is even discussed as a quote unquote controversy to them it's not something that has been a focus because it's just been done now for so long it's the same with the Atlanta Braves doing it. That's where I first ever even saw a tomahawk chop was the the Braves doing it. Well, and they started doing that because Dion was on the team and had been at Florida State. Florida State began that chop, mm. but they're an unusual situation because the Seminole tribe has given them approval, essentially, to appropriate all of that imagery. And that's like dating back to the 50s where mm-hmm. they like they were they have included the Seminole like tribe in a, a lot of their yes. decisions, almost all of their decisions when it comes to imagery, it comes to traditions. Given the Seminole tribe owns Hard Rock right now, that's probably a pretty shrewd way to approach it. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's paid off for Florida State do in they many really, ways. By the way? Yes, they do. No kidding. Yes, they they own the majority of Hard Rock. Shout to the Miami Hurricanes. Um, okay, so I want to move on from that. Sure. Yeah. I want to get to one more clip before we take a break. This might have been my favorite quote of the whole thing. Because Drum Tang, it was brought up, and I don't remember the exact question, but he got into exactly how many recruits they went after for that first year roster. They had 11 spots to fill. Even heard from a lot of those recruits, his former recruits, after K-State made a run in the NCAA tournament. Last year, we recruited 75 guys. We did 75 Zooms uh, with video and everything to sign 11. So 61 guys told us no. And, um, you know, during the NCAA tournament, I got a lot of text messages from 61 guys saying, you know, Coach, I messed up or congratulations. And so my message to the new guys is like, you can either send me a congratulatory text or you can enjoy it with me. And so I'm thankful for the ones who have chose to enjoy it with us. I'm sure it's per individual, but I've always wondered, like I've always wanted to ask the question to some guys. It's like, all right, you had a chance to go here, but you go there. Well, there wasn't as great as where you maybe could have ended up. And like, is there regret that you didn't actually pick the team that ended up making a bigger run? And uh, while you sat at home, that other team that recruited you went to the Elite Eight. Do you get jealous? Are you like, man, I made a big mistake. I should have gone there. Oof. I could have had more games to play, better memories, maybe some more money in my pocket thanks to NIL. I <laughs> don't know. Transfer portal. <laughs> Transfer portal, yeah. Uh, but I thought that last part there, 
That that was a great line. Yeah. That was a really great line. Plus, right there at the beginning, 75 recruits. I thought that was a good, really short story about what they did. I mean, I respected what they did now even more of him putting a number. And, like, I don't – I couldn't give you, like, an average number of, like, a coaching staff. How many recruits did they talk to per recruiting class? Is 75 a gigantic number? Is it more of an average number? I have no idea. But to me, 75 is a pretty big number. Yeah. But it needed to be a big number because yeah. they had 11 spots to fill. It they, needed they, to be. Yeah, they were heavy on having to recruit. I thought a lot of that, that, that put a lot of res- even more respect on the name of Drum Tang and this coaching staff that they retained when it comes to assistant coaches and all the work they did to put together last mm-hmm. year's roster. Yeah. Dude, 75 people. That's insane. I, I But you love to know that that work is being done. Uh, even during the season, you know, I, I, I know they do that during the season, but 75 guys, that's that's a lot of work, and it's amazing we got guys doing it. All right, so when we come back, this will be my last segment of the show. When we come back, more Jerome Tang from earlier today in Kansas City, more team stuff, including the team's theme this year, not like the song they're going to clap to or anything, just the team theme of to build that camaraderie. And uh, plus, changing up the offense – for this year. Why they are doing that is coming up next. Exhibition game for K-State men's basketball opens up the year Wednesday, November 1st. Get those tickies. Can you not? Can you not call them tickies? Yes. Thank you. Tickies. Oh my. That's what the are you garbage guys call their tickets. Get those tickies. Really? Yeah. Get those tickies. I was just teasing. I listen to that show too much. Their lingo has really <laughs> rubbed off on me. They're so cool and so funny. Uh-huh. Well, if, it happens. If that's what it's from, let it. Let the tickies roll, boys. Let's go. Call them tickies. Uh, that's an exhibition against Emporia State, seven o'clock, November first. Let me hold on just a second. That's two weeks from today. Oh wait. Yeah. Holy Ooh, crap. Yeah. That's two yeah. weeks from today. Yeah. Uh, I I just had it pointed out in, in one of my apps today that, hey, you have photos from X trip to West Virginia. Really? Wow. Really? We're coming up on that reminder. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I'm going to throw this damn thing into the ocean. Anybody remember last year's record? What, what was last year's record? Anybody remember? 28 and 11. You're not terribly far off. Yeah, I don't off the top of my head. <laughs> That's a great Because everything's kind of melded together. Yeah. yeah. 26 and 10. Nice. Nice. 26. So oh, not too far off. Not man, too far man. off. I, I give you a lot of credit. That's an educated guess for sure. I Ouch. remember when, um, I think it was 2009-2010 season when the Cats were two seed. They had made a mistake on the uh, on CBS on the um, the record, and it said thirty four and two for hmm. Casey. And I was like, "Oh, I would kill! I would kill thirty four and two. How about some more trivia from last year? Casey went sixteen and one at home. Who they lose to? West Virginia. Nope. They made that big comeback. That's right. Yep. Who was it? Troy. Acting like you know everything. Lost at home 
to Iowa State. Nope. Oh, but lost at home I'm, to Texas. 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 That's why. That's yep. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, keep them coming, dude, because I got it all day. I got, I'm got. nailing the next three. Who was the best three-point shooter? How many blocks did Desi Sills have in the game against TCU in Kansas City? Four. Four, yep. He had four in the first half. Four in like the first eight minutes. Shout out or to something him. like that. He was like, I was like, everybody's looking. What's the record? What's the record? What's the Big Twelve? What's the NCAA record for most blocks in a game? And he didn't have any more of the rest of the game. Casey lost that game by thirteen. That was a rough game. That was a tough. Although one. I will say, I'm more in favor of like just getting out, just get out of Kansas City. Me you're, too. you're in the tourney. Just get out of there. Me too. Get I, ready for get rested up. Get ready for the NCAA. I always think something bad's gonna happen. Um, but shout out to Desi Sills, man! What a basketball player! I, I mean, if you're going to have that approach, let's just put the dang thing in Vegas and call it good. Then come on! <laughs> hey, are you Johnny Ute? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of other trivia questions I could give you about last year's season. I'm just looking at the schedule. How many times? Uh, what's the over under on how many times uh, Freddie Espria checked out the cats uh, on on TV? <laughs> Where did that come from? Where did Freddie Espria come from? I just wanted from? to come up with a, a stat that was going to rock your socks off. Well, I, when you said Freddie Espria, like yeah. one of my questions about, or one of my stories about when I went to Cloud County is playing pickup ball against Freddie Espria or with no. him. When he transferred to K-State, he had a sit-out year at Cloud County, and he swatted me when I put up a shot from the free throw line. He's running underneath the hoop, and he swatted me. Oh. I was like, that had to be the most athletic play you made since you arrived in Kansas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like he I don't think he had another athletic play like that when no. he played at K State. No. All right, I gotta get to some Jerome Tang uh comments here from earlier today. Team theme this year, not talking about song, team theme. Our theme this year is all in. Like not just like we want everybody from the custodian to the athletic director to be all in on that we can win a national championship. And then every part of us being all in, not just I'm kind of in. So I think I'm hoping that's the mindset that we change with the people that touch our program. And that locks in as well with the goals that this team has. And Jerome Tang has been more vocal about that is really since the end of last year has been just talking the goal is to compete for national championships. The goal is to compete for national championships. Goals to get to Phoenix. Go play for a Final Four. Recruiting Tyler Perry. Either with you or without you, we're going to Phoenix for a Final Four. It's clear now, and speaking a lot more about it, and the other play, the players that were there, Tyler Perry, Arthur Kaluma, and David Gasson, were talking Final Four, Phoenix, national championship. That is absolutely the goal. And the only goal they're talking about, that was not discussed at all during last year more vocal this year about those kind of goals k-state will have a different uh look when it comes to the offense the way they operate the offense and coach did explain why here's the details i want to be able to recruit talented size and in the nba everybody's playing more of a five out system and guys want to have a chance to go there they're not you know there's no plotters no guy that stands in the lane and to be able to recruit an elite big that has nba type skill or what the nba big is looking like uh, you got to play a system that attracts them and so i I wanted it to be that way for this year as far as how we play because we'll be more unpredictable but also moving forward i'll be able to show elite bigs out there that man we play a style of play that translates to the nba yeah case it was trying to recruit a uh High-profile big in the transfer portal never really quite got there. Will McNair was added, but he's you know hasn't been the biggest provider in his career. He'll be a depth piece maybe, um, 
I'm just not sure how to predict how much he will play. Uh, but he's your he's a center. Mm-hmm. He really is. And you guys might be able to explain this more than I can because I don't watch any NBA. But five out basically means spacing. You're spacing out guys. And your center is able to play on the three-point line a bit. Yeah. And there's a there's a okay, so you know, guy at the point, two guys at the wings, two guys in the baseline in the corners, you're spacing out. There's a lot you can run through that, but it's a lot about, okay, being spread out. Can I beat a guy on the dribble to the hoop? If not, okay, here comes some help defense. Guys wide open. Ball screen, guys wide open. It's about finding open guys, getting to the hoop or, you know, getting out to a three point line. And um, there's a lot you can do with that. But also at the same time, it's a pretty simple formation mm-hmm. because there's so much you can run through it, and it's not too complicated. Mm-hmm. But bigs like that because that's what the NBA, that's very popular now in the NBA, go get those athletic bigs. It's more appealing to the top fours and the top fives out there because if they want next-level play, next-level attention – it's best to run that offense, and it's going to recruit. It's going to be attractive to recruits. There was a point where we joked about Montana being the all airport team. They had a six eleven and seven footer on their roster. Six wow. eleven was fine with playing inside. Seven footer wanted to play out in the corner. Yes, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. And it drove everybody nuts. Yeah, yeah. It drove everybody crazy since the start of. The game of basketball. There's always been a really tall big dude that's like, nah, I like to say I shoot threes. <laughs> that's always been that yeah, way. I, I don't want to get in there and bang. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm just going to stand out here. Yeah. Pop a shot, baby. Well, I will say, though, about going five out, I think with Naquan Tomlin, mm. David Gasson can operate. Absolutely. Drew Colbert and Will McNair, I don't know if that's necessarily going to be their best offense because they might be a little bit more traditional when it comes to a post player and the in five out not is not necessarily a guy posting up you know what i mean right it's also an offense that creates mismatches yeah that's a big goal is to create a mismatch so you might be getting a lot of ball screen stills from the the big guys i'll say this you know it florida atlantic didn't exactly go five out on k-state i mean they that guy down low murdered us, you know? Don't I mean, remind me. Murdered yeah, us. Right. So Especially think, with rebounding as well. They yeah. couldn't win on the boards. I, I think there's still, and there will always be a home for a big, bad dude down low. And I think Colbert will be one of those guys where I hope that he doesn't get obsessed with, like, I've got to be a better three-point shooter and hang out there. Some games, it's going to call for the biggest kid on the yard getting all the rebounds. You know what I mean? Like, it just... We saw that in the Elite Eight, and I, I hope that he stays true to that. But I love the idea of getting guys ready for the NBA and making that more attractive to come to our team. One more clip I'm going to squeeze in before I have to go, and that's about K-State's new starting point guard, Tyler Perry. And the thing about Tyler Perry, Quez Glover, who's going to be you know backing him up essentially at the point, they're both going to be playing both the one and two. I mean, you got a lot of guys on this roster that can play multiple spots the depth and you know as the season goes k-state's depth will become uh, i would imagine a bit slimmer a little bit you know not playing nine and ten every day that's just not going to happen if you're a good basketball team you don't play nine or ten guys every day you get it down to seven maybe eight maybe the goal is probably seven but tyler perry may be the guy that takes 
what we feel is K-State's going to be a good team to be a great and elite team. He'll be definitely a leader at point guard, uh, the two-time Conference USA Player of the Year. He is a winner everywhere he goes. Juco National Champion. He is a uh, NIT champion. The impact of Tyler Perry so far, it gets casual. It gets extremely good and extremely interesting, and then back to casual. Here's Coach Tang. He smiles every day, and people just love being around him. And uh, he may be the best shooter in America. And so that is the basketball side of things. Uh, But just the personality and how he brings people together is really special. All right, recap. Wow. Good smile. <laughs> Best shooter in America. Brings people together. And he brings, he's a good kid. Yeah. That sounds like a total package to me. I don't know. Right? <laughs> what do you guys think? I got a picture of him wearing shades during the uh, press conference. So not lacking confidence either. Love it. Yeah, this uh, coaching staff has a thing for short point guards. He's 5'11", Fort, Fort Coffee, Oklahoma. It's his last year of eligibility. Best shooter in America? Quite possibly. Wow. A career, two years at North Texas, he shot 41.3 from three-point range. Whew. He is an electric shooter. He will show up in last year's stats at any three-point shooting stat you look at. He's a top 20 guy. Um, when it comes to three-point attempts, he took quite a bit of them, but he also made quite a bit of them, and he was averaging over three makes a game Oof. last year from three-point range. The electricity from three-point line starts with Tyler Perry. Yes. Can he be the best shooter in America? I think quite possibly, but he will be rivaled by one other guy, no doubt about it to me, Max Asmus. The transfer from Oral Roberts, who's now going to be playing at Texas. Mm. Those two will be in the race, a best shooter in the Big 12. Right on. I got to go, but when we come back, old Troy wearing his lavender uh, <laughs> quarter zip yeah. with Pennant Willie on it is going to bring you a number two song of the day after these words. Um, Asking us anything, would you rather... Uh-oh. Today's Wednesday, so it's a would you rather kind of deal. Would you rather... Speak in a British accent every time some you're in like a serious conversation, or laugh every time someone cried. I'd have to go British accent yeah, at no. that point. I mean, I, yeah, you know, sometimes I ask there, these and they're way, a landslide. Yeah, there, there's way too much empathy in this body for me to <laughs> laugh whenever somebody cried. That'd be brutal, man. And oh, gee, given the amount of bullying I put up with over the course of uh, well, you know, certain years, you're like, I, there's yeah, no way I can I, laugh. Yeah. I can laugh at you. No, because those people were laughing at me. Right. And you're like, I'm not going to be like that. No. I'm going to be nice. And I'm just going to speak in a British accent, governor. They're like, okay, Troy, we're done. <laughs> we're not talking about anything serious. You go British. You did answer this question, but I want you to answer one more time, Trey. I can't even remember what my answer was earlier, but I I guess the British accent thing. Good, but I feel like nap. I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you can wake me up first. <laughs> but yeah. Would you rather fight a thousand ant-sized bulls or one bull-sized ant? One bull-sized ant. Whoa, you're going... Have you seen what's that movie? Honey, what's the I ant movie? The no, 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 no. Blew no. up the kids. No, not that one. But that's also true. But like, yeah. there's that B movie from the 50s of the killer ants, the giant killer ants. 
Oh yeah. Nice. Uh, that, yeah. that movie used to freak me out. Anyways. <laughs> Can you imagine running with the bulls instead? It's the running with the ants. All right. On that note, have a great night, everybody. We're back at it tomorrow. Uh, uh. <laughs>